Conference.com. Good Lord, how do I do all this stuff? Well, I'm amazing. But never mind that now, because she's back. Right now, today, I'm with Melissa Sullivan, the marketing gal. Hey. Used to come over and do all the great videos at Hope Neck Hypnosis Therapy Studios when I was just in the teeny tiny, well, let's face it, it was a giant studio office. <laughs> Hence the name studio. And you used to pick on me like that. You know, it's like, I see you really went all out with your imagination to name your practice here. <laughs> but what are we talking about today? Events. Conference season. I keep looking at the camera. I'm going to stop doing that. Conference season is upon us. And that is a season in hypnosis and hypnotherapy. It's been decided that, well, hey, it's conference season because once again, I'm heading back to HypnoThoughts Live July, I will be presenting there, and we have started my hypnosis conference, but since I am not an expert at setting up events by any means, I brought in an expert who is great at setting up events. This is the owner of I'd Brat That. Founder and, and owner and racer. Founder, <laughs> owner and racer. I am not a racer. Um, driving fast, not my thing, uh, unless I'm late for work, but... Well been there. Exactly, and you also are the marketing gal, Michigan's own the marketing gal, social media marketing. So let's talk about how easy it is to set up an event. Go. All right. Well, <laughs> first of all, are we talking about setting up an event as an overall grand scheme or setting up on social media? Uh, either way, let's start with social media. All right. Well, before we would get into any of the social media, you've got to plan an event from the ground okay. up. So kind of take you back to your old AP English days where we're going to, need to sit down and brainstorm what you are working on and what you want to do. And then once you've decided what you want to do, um, next is getting other people involved and you know finding like-minded individuals who are going to help make what you've said you're going to do happen. Um, all the different uh, clients I've worked with, organizations I've worked with, one of the biggest things I see as a fault when it comes to event planning is there's a lot of this and a whole lot of not doing. They all won't do it until they're ready, and they're never going to be ready if they do it in that manner per se. So what I tell people to do is, the biggest important thing is pick a date. Then once you pick a date, put it out there, whether it's social media, advertise, you know, let people know when it's going to be, the overall what it's going to be, and then you can fill in the little details later on down the line, because otherwise you're giving up a lot of valuable time to let people get curious about the event and that's, you know, on social media you're trying to create a buzz. There you go, which is what I did with my hypnosis. I waited until I was ready. I had things set. Obviously, you know me, I'm very <laughs> analytical. One, two, three, three. I became like, I'm like a VCR. Twelve, twelve. Anyone under 20 is not going to get that joke. See, what used to happen was you bought a VCR, which you played a movie on, and no one knew how to set the clock, so it just flashed 12 forever. But, yeah, so I waited. Um, like, and that was a mistake, obviously, because I was just waiting to get things in line. Um, I don't know if there's any like-minded individuals out there that I'm going to find with this mind, but I do have my executive manager 
Heather Carpenter who keeps me on track. Exactly. Which is very important. So one of the big things I'll ask you a question is I did get a date, but it wasn't the date that I picked. It was the date that the venue picked. Mm -hmm. So what about that? What happens with that? Well, and I've been, I mean, I, I had to deal with that myself last year with one of our events. We were very excited to expand outside of our home territory and put on an event two hours away from home, but we were given a Sunday, uh -huh. which uh, in the off-road community, we're weekend events, and I'm used to Saturdays when everybody's got free time. Sunday's the time everybody's packing up and going home. So my first instinct was to pack, but really the, what I needed to do was look at the situation and how could I take this and make it work for what I had. It's happening, what can we do with this? Um, after I allowed my brain some time to settle down and actually function, it actually ended up being better because the demographic that I was putting on the event for, I'm up north, most of them travel up north <laughs> to my events. I was down in their home territory, it became rather than a two hour drive, it was a half hour to 15 minute drive to the event. So in the long run, the date, which I thought was a big issue, wasn't an issue at all. So it depends on what you're trying to do and your specific audience that you're trying to reach. Everybody's will be a little bit different and I don't care what anybody says in marketing or event planning, there is not one right way to do anything. And what works beautifully for what I'm doing, you may try to rinse and repeat and it absolutely not work. It's always rinse, repeat, learn, and adapt. Uh, yeah, I've actually heard that uh, in the hypnosis conference world. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, and some of those conferences that just rinse and repeat are gone now. So, well, eventually um, you rinse all the out, it's gone. You know, there's, that's where the adapt comes in. Right. So the one thing, this year we're starting out with some, so next year I said it may not even be the same dates mm -hmm. uh, next year. Because I was telling our cameraman here, I said, I'm almost certain that we're going to get everything out to Gaylord, out to Treetops, because it's a golf and ski resort, and everybody's going to show up and go, hey, you know, next year we should do it in the winter so we can go skiing. I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because that's an important part of just doing your event, especially when it's a first-time event, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be for you or in general at all, nobody's ever done this event before, the rinse and repeat process becomes absolutely, you can't, and that's right. what, it's actually a good thing, because you don't have anybody to rinse and repeat, you can, you get forced to come up with your own way to do it, and um, it's actually better that way because it pushes you into just do it. And then, I've told this to a lot of my clients, you're never gonna know, because they're always like, do you think I should do this or do you think I should do that? And they're going through this internal list of, I call it anxiety, event anxiety. Um, but really, I might, and I probably drive most of them nuts because I say, well, we'll figure that out. And, <laughs> and it, it's the truth is, is we won't know what's going to work until we've tried it. And then there's no excuse the second year because you tried it and you know, for example, the bone buffet was a flop. Don't bring that back next year. Right. What can we replace that with that would be better? And use that based on who showed up at your event. Okay, well, we were really the first two hours, nobody was there. But then, man, the last five hours a day, we could have used two more hours. Adjust your time frame. Look at it that way. You never fail at your event. You gave yourself a starting point to build upon. That's what I tell everybody. It's so important to look at it. And most people look at it, well, it wasn't that great, so it was a failure. And that's only a failure because they let it be. Yeah, I, well, I hope that's right because I'm already, I already paid to book for 2023 for the next conference. 
So well, optimism is a good thing. <laughs> well, Heather made me do that. See, I'm not in charge per se. Uh, I'm the face of the conference, but I'm not allowed to make decisions or send emails, uh, <laughs> write things on the website, you know, anything like that. Uh, we used you. Most we, people don't we, know. We've been there. We've been there. <laughs> she did some website design early on for me. And, I think that uh, might be how we met. I think so. And the, she came to the conclusion that I wasn't allowed to do, well, anything on the website at all, <laughs> ever. Spelling, not my forte. I know all the words. However, I'm not familiar with all the letters that go in them. <laughs> it happens, especially yeah. in a world where we live in where spell check is... You don't have to know because they're doing it for you. And that's where, you know, just slow down, check yourself. And keeping your mindset right when you're planning these events helps you because if you're rushing through it, you're probably waited too long to do that and you're rushing now. Um, or you're allowing yourself to be so stressed about what else needs to be done that you're not focusing on what's in front of you to be done right now. And that's how those little things happen. I do it too. Oh, Yes. No, I am not rushing through this. I'm just, I'm trying to be methodical. You should be proud of me. I'm being methodical. Yes. That's the old Dan. That yes, the old Dan's like, eh, eh, fine. That's not a problem. This guy, is that a fire? Is that... <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, now here's the big thing. I know that you've had this in the past mm -hmm. because you've called me and said, so, what you doing Tuesday? Uh, and I actually did that. And so again, no one under 20 is going to, you used to have to hold the phone like this. It was a big <laughs> receiver, guys. So you've called and said, hey, so what you doing Tuesday? Oh, great. Come on down because you're going to be doing my stuff at my conference or whatever at my event because somebody said they were going to be there. Yep. And then at the last minute, they clapped you. Yes. So now, do you prepare for that? Is something that, you know, you keep in your head right there well, or is it just... If you're going to do anything with event planning, networking is going to be your best friend because that's how come I can say, hey, what are you doing Tuesday? And I have a pocket full of people that can help. So ideally, yes, I always have that backup plan and it's you. Yes. <laughs> but it is, um, I would call that trying to be proactive um, versus a backup plan. I don't spend a lot of time because I don't want to put out into the universe that so-and-so is not going to show up. And I, I do believe that if you, you put that energy into the fact that it's going to fail, it may. Mm -hmm. So I try to be optimistic and, and, and the good is going to come. But that doesn't always work. It does happen. So maybe put this much effort into in case we lose our DJ, here's an alternate, and at least speak to them, see if they've got, you know, openings. But it does happen sometimes where you're being reactive and you have to call somebody, and that's where having that networking is going to help because if you don't have anybody lined up, especially when you're calling the weekend of something, <laughs> they have to have a reason to want to help you. And if you have that relationship, they're more likely to do that than just somebody off the street calling. This is true because I've I, I've actually answered the phone this way and, and don't don't panic all right phone rings and it's six o'clock in the morning and I'm just like somebody had better be dead <laughs> <laughs> and she's been on the other line going no but they're going to be so what are you doing today <laughs> but um, so yeah and I've been trying to do that I took a page out of your book because you know I'm not as positive as you are in life but I've been doing that with the conference I'm like trying to keep any negative thoughts away. Um, I know you guys come to the office and I'm always positive, but up here in, in the corner of my head, there's a little guy whispering, it's never going to work. Um, so I try and keep him quiet. 
But but more so lately, I was thinking to you the other day, I said, don't do that, don't do that, do Melissa, Melissa, positive and energy, negative away. It helps. So, yes, it does, it does, which I never really believed that it did help, which is odd because I'm a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, well, I'm not going to his office. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you are some of what has helped me overcome that. I know you know I'm a worry war. I know you know that I, I as much as I talked as proactive, not reactive, and and I use it to my advantage and think of potential fires I may have to squash throughout the event or the planning process, but I used to let it rule me and I would worry about things that maybe weren't necessarily true. So now with your help, when we did our videos in the past, um, it helped me evaluate what ones are worth giving the effort to and which ones were maybe not so valuable. So you're, you, we've helped each other. That's awesome. what that networking comes in handy. Exactly. My big question is, is did you run out of the red paint? It's style, Dad. <laughs> He's just like, style! You know that thing you don't have ever? So, so I still own the Coca-Cola tie, though. Isn't and I did this to match your tie. There you go. So, yes, you knew it's like he's going to be wearing the Coca-Cola tie. It's red and black. Oh, just wait. get this out and be all ready to go. So, but, uh, so now, with the big thing, like the day of, as I'm setting up, yes. and most people set up with conferences, um, What's your take on how the setup is? I'm trying to set my conference up to be the best that it can be for presenters because I've been presenting at conferences and you always have this little table and there's a uh, projector there and the sound is never good and the, it's just so I've spent a lot of money buying the best equipment that I can for this upcoming conference. So please come um, because I spent a lot of money. So, but yeah. Technology is the key. So mm -hmm. I know you have just bought new equipment. So I brought that. Mm -hmm. So do you? How do you? Well, think that's again, going? it's that like you said about trying to make sure that whoever your audience is, whether it be your guests that are putting on for your audience as a whole for your conference, or for like me, I want my audience to have a great time. And so the reason I went out and bought equipment, um, one of the pieces of feedback I continued to hear was they were, I was so focused inward on what's going on inside the track and mm -hmm. that everything was running smoothly there. I didn't think about the spectators. They're just there. And so to improve on it as a whole, what we always do, the moment it's over, you're tired, you're beat, you're freezing in this ice race situation, right. but you stop and you, while everybody's brain is right there and it's all front of mind, we make a mental list and then eventually translate it to paper of the main things for next year. It's not us going, oh my God, that sucked. And it might have. But what we're doing is taking that as a, there's a boing right there. We pinned it on our map of when we, when we are mentally back to looking at this, we know where to start because it's a year later sometimes when we're planning again. Right. Now we don't remember. And ultimately, what I give a lot of our events success to is the fact that when the people come back, we're consistent and they constantly see improvement. It may have been a failure point for us last year, but I guarantee you're not going to see that again this year. And that is where people with our events, that's why we have the reputation we have because they'd expect that from us now. And then I love that because now that I know my audience expects that, it's accountability and it keeps me as a planner knowing I can't slack off because I have standards. And it's not just me holding them to it, it's my audience holding me to it. Okay, if you're going to hold me to standards, and nobody said there was going to be standards in this. Well, they're going to be there, and especially because you're presenters. For example, you use this great equipment this year, and for whatever reason next year you don't have as at least as good of equipment that you had when you were doing your first conference. 
you'll notice a natural decline in the third year as people because the people that loved it came back the second year they're gonna go whoa this isn't what we saw why would we invest in that again and that's gonna be what you use whether it's keeping your audience retention or you keep your presenters attention what you know that's what we use on our end to kind of gauge that we don't have the, the computer metrics and numbers and stuff like that to look at. We actually have to physically go off of feedback and, and looking at the crowd while we're doing our event and go, boy, they look happy or no, they look annoyed and nobody's paying attention. And that's what happens a lot in the hypnosis uh, conference is, is feedback. Yeah. It's all feedback. So, so now that comes in with, um, obviously this is going to be our first year. Obviously you're going to be part of that and we're glad to have her. So our feedback, we haven't gotten any. So we've got a lot of positive on the, the group page. Now, private, public, social media, which, which do you say to do? If you're going to have an event and maybe it's a public group, maybe it's a private group, where do you feel? All. All? Everywhere. Everywhere? Are you proud of that event? I'm hoping to be. Well, if you're <laughs> not, why would you You just gave me this look like... Are you proud of your event, because young man? Because <laughs> to me, each and every one of these events that I do, are it's my little baby. And oh. I've, well, I mean, we're going into with, I've wrapped that, for example, um, not counting any of the other clientele I work with. It's fifth and sixth years in some of these events. Mm -hmm. And so to me, yeah, they have grown really cool. This started to me as a hobby. Never imagined it to become into a career in its own level of what I do. Um, so it's, it's something that if you are proud of it, Shout it. Show it everywhere. On your personal pages, your private pages, business pages that may relate. Get other people excited about it. Because if you're excited, that will come out in what you're putting out there and get other people excited about it. If you act like what you just did and go, well, I hope so, then I'm going to react and go, well, it might be okay. Because you're putting that vibe out there. Yeah. You set the tone for your event. Just like you set the tone for a video when you get in front of camera or when a, a performer gets up on stage and he gets up there and hey guys, we're going to sing. Or if you get someone, hey, hey everybody, what's the difference? That's what we, you got to do the same thing when you get on social media. This is true. And I'm an amazing performer. I was an amazing performer. I'm too old for stage. Hey, she rolled her eyes. Oh my God. So like, I'm a 51 year old man. I invented the eye roll. Ugh. So, uh, but yeah, no. And the one thing that I didn't expect is I'm going to have to now see what you think of this is I thought, okay, I'm going to put this event out there. I'm going to have a nice wide time frame for presenters to come at me. So they've never heard of it, so on and so forth. This is our first year. Um, boom, almost instant feedback on presenters. That's good. So, yes. But now I have to adjust. Do I keep the presenters open? Do I see if any more come in? Because I've only got so much time to work with the conference. And I think you had a similar incident uh, with I brat that one year. You said, well, okay, we're going to do that. And then all of a sudden, you were just flooded with racers. You were just like, wait a minute. I wasn't supposed to have this many. So, yep. yeah. What what does that happen for you when you're bringing that up? Well, and that's one of those situations where as much as you may try to be proactive in an event planning situation, there's always going to be a time that you have to be reactive. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm going to keep coming back to this, but mindset. Mm -hmm. Keep your mindset calm, cool, collected, on the spot, you're going to be able to perform so much better. Even if for a few minutes you walk away and go, ah, and have a moment, do it. But with luckily what you're talking about gives you have a little, you're in that middle zone still. Mm -hmm. So you have to make a decision on the fly is what that's going to be. 
And that decision on the fly, you have to look internally into your event and say, do I have room? Can I manage this? Or can you keep it open and make a, a lottery per se? Maybe you have room for three more spots, but I have five more people interested. And so have everybody work for that spot. Um, they're all valuable, you know, they all could provide, but there's only, you only have three valuable spots. So, you know, make it, like a little presentation. That's even an opportunity to expand on social media and put something out there and let your audience decide who they want to see more of. And be creative. Really, the biggest thing with social media is you can do whatever you want. The only thing holding you back is right here. So you've got to figure out how to open your mind and then take what you do here on Facebook and do it in real life book too. Everybody laughs at me because I say that about, oh, real life book. But, um, you know, we, what we do with like the YouTube channel per se, a lot of people start, um, and there's, we were, we're friends with mostly off-road YouTubers in Michigan, and there's one that's really big, they've made it as far as followers and all that's concerned. But we've taken two different approaches. We're just as known, name-wise, as them, even though we don't have near the following. But here's why. They started online and then said, hey, you know, now they're starting to meet people. We started with the people, oh. meet the people, and now I'm pulling the people that I've already met, shaken hands with, built those relationships with to me online to follow us there as well. So you've got to do that. And then once you get people believing in what you're doing, they'll start being little PR people out there for you too and start pulling themselves in. And it just, you got to believe in it and you got to come up with creative ways. Whenever you come into those scenarios, like you just discussed, oh crap, what do I do here? That's, it's an exciting time, not a horribly scary time, because it's, it's a time that you can sit down, open your mind, and be creative with what you're going to do. My mind is always open. However, I don't get to do whatever I want, because once again, Heather is actually in charge. I, I don't get to be in charge. There's no in charge for me, so. Well, but I still get to be. So. You are in charge, yes. <laughs> I don't give that roll up well. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a good face of things. So, but... As far as all the, the paperwork and putting things together, that's when you have to have someone like Heather. Well, and you, that's your own strength. I was just going to say something there that you are better at than I am is delegation. I tend to be, and I'm learning this from my own experience throughout the years of doing this, it is easier, like I call you up and go, hey Dan, instead of me trying to go out and learn something I don't know, if I've got somebody in my network of things, either I can have them help me or I can just take that entire thing right off my plate and put it out to somebody that that is their expertise. Your entire event will benefit from it because you will focus where you need to be focusing where your strengths are and they'll benefit and they'll also now feel like they're such a big part of your event that they'll be just as vested into promoting it, talking about it, spreading the word about it, the performance of it, wanting it to be a good thing. So um, again, back to that collaboration and that networking, it's gonna be your big keys. Try and keep him quiet, but but more so lately, I was thinking to you the other day, I said, don't do that, don't do that, do Melissa, Melissa, positive energy, negative way. It helps. So, yes, it does, it does, which I never really believed that it did help. 